think Pastor for giving me the opportunity though I am least worthy I feel to stand before this great church I love each and every one of you tonight I want to give to you what I feel that God has given me if you will turn your attention to the book of John chapter number 4 I'm going to read verse number 28 and I will let you be seated and I will read a lengthy portion of scripture but John chapter number 4 and verse number 28 the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men come see a man which told me all things that I ever I did is this not the Christ can we pray Heavenly Father I want to thank you Lord for this opportunity God I stand behind the cross tonight asking you Lord to allow me Jesus to give what you've given to me as you have given it to me Lord let me deliver my heart tonight Lord open the minds and the hearts that they can receive God and open my heart and open my mind that I can receive Lord for I want to leave here changed I want to leave here a better person I want to leave here knowing that I am with you and knowing that you are with me. God, I trust you and I believe you that you're going to move in the remainder of this service and I give you glory for it and I'm expecting great things and I say in Jesus' name, have your perfect will and perfect way. Everybody said in Jesus' name. You can be seated. Tonight I would like to talk to you for a few moments of time. On this subject, the attitude of change. John chapter 4, starting with verse number 7, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me which am a woman of Samaria for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans and Jesus answered and saith unto her if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee give me to drink thou wouldest have asked of him and he would have given thee living water the woman saith unto him sir thou hast nothing to draw with the well is deep from whence hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband to come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. 
Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast five husbands. And he whom thou hast is not thy husband, in that saidest thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive, thee, uh, perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But there cometh an hour, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the woman said unto him, I know the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus spake unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And he called upon his disciples and marveled that they talked, that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, Why seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? And my text, the woman left her water pot and went her way into the city, and saith to the men, Come. See, a man which told me of all things I ever did is not this the Christ. The woman at the well, what I have just read to you tells us that this woman at the well came at an hour carrying her water pot when the other women that had came to draw, she came at an hour when no one else was there. That tells us that the water pot that she carried, could it be that it was a water pot of shame because she did not want to go to the well whenever everybody else was at the well? Could it be that the water pot that she was carrying was the crutch that she relied upon to get through her day because it would take her away from the things that troubled her and would allow her to go down to the well to draw water, to give her a time when she could get away of the things that troubled her as she carried that water pot daily. Could it be that it was a load upon her Something that she knew that she had to have. Something, this crutch that she relied upon, this weight upon her shoulders that she carried daily down to the well to draw water. It was a daily need. Could I say it that maybe in today's putting it into something that we could look at and understand it was this thing that she carried daily her burden daily could it be that it was her addiction what she had to have 
on a daily basis. She carried it down to that place where she was alone, where no one would see, where no one would be there. She would lay it down. She would draw water with it. Could it be that it was the addiction that she needed, that she was going and setting it down and getting what she needed and picking it back up? She got what she thought she needed for the day. She would go on with her life. That was all she knew was to walk to the well and have some time alone, some time with her burden, some time with that crutch that she had in her life as she went back and used what it was that she obtained to get through her life. Then again, she would walk back down at the time whenever people, other people would not be there as a rejected person, as a person that wasn't accepted, as maybe a woman that she felt guilt and condemnation for living the way that she lived and doing the things that she done, has done, and she would go back and put it back down and get what it was that she needed, whatever it was, whether it was a pill, whether it was a needle, whether it was uh, a drink, whatever it was that she needed, and then she would carry it every day back down that same trail in a rut when is this going to end? Is this all that I ever have? And am I going to have to go back every day that I live, taking my addiction, taking that thing that troubles me, and hiding it in the multiplicity of men and, and, the, and the multiple men that was, she was with, hiding it in her life, in an irregular life, as she carried it back down to the well, as she walked back down carrying it. But one day, she came to the well and that sight picture was a little bit different. For at the well, there was a man that sat there. And as he set her water pot down, he began to tell her, woman, give me to drink. And, he, and she began to reason with him. Why is it that you're even talking to me? Why is it that you're even, you're, you're even conversing with me? Why are you asking me to drink, for something to drink? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know where I've come from? Don't you know where it is that, that I've been? Don't you know how dirty I am? You don't have any dealings with me. Church, we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful in this day and age that we live in that there are people that are hurting, that they've got their water pot of addiction. They've got their water pot of immorality. They've got their water pot that they've been carrying every day, and they don't know how in the world they're going to get out of it. But whenever that sight picture changes, and it is a man of God or it is a woman of God that happens to be sitting at the workplace in a lunch hour, sitting in a workplace whenever they need someone to talk to, when that addiction's getting them down, and they don't know how it is, and when you talk to them, they look at you and say, why are you even talking to me? We've got to be careful in this day and age in which we live that we say, hey, let me, let me reason with you. I'll go ahead. Let, let me tell you about what I have. Let me tell you what I've obtained. I've obtained water that you'll never drink from again. You can lay your addiction down. Come with me. Let me show you my Jesus. Come with me. Let me lead you to him. And you can lay your addiction down, never to have to go to it again. But the conversation 
that she had impacted her life so much that that addiction, that that thing that she had carried every day to the well, that thing that separated her from the people that she knew, that thing that was, that was, that was her identity, that thing that was, that was her crutch, she didn't even care about it anymore. She left it where it was, and she walked down that road that she'd walk down every day. Can you imagine the weight that was lifted off of her? Can you imagine how she felt? When she walked from an altar of repentance down up to the doorway, a new person, a person that doesn't have to rely upon that water pot anymore, for I've got something in me that is welling up within me into everlasting life. She leaves her water pot. Never to go to that water pot again, but she leaves that water pot she left it as an addicted person. She left it as an immoral person. She left it as she left it there as a person that was that was relying upon things that was they were relying on that to get her through her daily day, but she left it never to go back to it again and to become a disciple. Because she went and she told everybody that she's seen, let me tell you of a man. Let me tell you of someone that can deliver you. That is our position. Whenever we walk into the house of God and we're delivered, we walk into the house of God laden with sin, it is our job to become a disciple where we walk out of here and we say, we say, let me tell you of a man. Let me tell you of my Jesus. Let me tell you what my God can do for you. I read in Mark chapter 10, verse number 46. And they came to Jericho, and as they went to Jericho, the disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by a highway side begging. And when he had heard that Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. They called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus said unto him, What will Thou that I should do unto thee. Blind Bartimaeus said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. We find blind Bartimaeus every day of his life. Blind Bartimaeus' identity. He picked up a garment, a beggar's cloak, draped it over his shoulder, and he walked out to a place in the highway where he could be identified as a beggar. Blind Bartimaeus was identified by the cloak that he wore. Blind Bartimaeus was alienated 
because he couldn't see. It's not necessarily something that he brought on himself. It was just all he knew was to go find himself a seat by the side of the road, identified by what he was wearing, identified by the cloak that he had upon his shoulders as he begged. His only way for survival was to rely on other people that passing by the way noticed what he was wearing and noticed that he was a blind man begging for alms, begging for money, begging for anything, for food, unable to see that which was in front of him, unable to see children, unable to see his mother, his father. Don't know if he was married, if he was unable to see his wife, unable to see those that he knew. All he could understand or all he could see was their He could hear their voice and identify by their voices, but yet he was identified by a cloak that he wore when he was led around. He was led around wearing the garment of a beggar. The Bible tells us that he was, as I understand it, as I read it, that he was so tired of putting this beggar's garment on that whenever he heard Jesus was in the way that he called upon him. And when Jesus, when he came in contact with Jesus, he took that off and he laid it down. Made up in his mind, I'll never put that on again. Made up in his mind, I'm walking forward, not back. I'm not going back to the way that I was. I'm not going back to to not being able to see anymore, to not understanding anymore. But I'm moving ahead and I'm moving forward. The attitude of change is this. Like the woman at the well, when she put that water pot down, the attitude was, I'll not go back. Blind Bartimaeus, the attitude of change. I no longer want to be identified about what I'm wearing. I no longer want to be identified by what I am as a blind man. I no longer want to be identified with that which I was, but you're going to identify me with what I am now, with what I have become. I have become a disciple. You don't identify by the rags that I once wore. You don't identify me by the drunk that I once was. You don't identify me by what I once was, but what I am now, and that as a follower of Jesus, The attitude of change in these two people's lives was when they came in contact with Jesus, it was a turning point. There was something that resonated in their mind that said, this can change my life. I'm telling you, if you're here within the sound of my voice tonight, this what you have felt tonight will change your life. But you've got to have the attitude that I no longer want to be identified with what I once was. I've got to be identified by him. I want to be identified through him. I want him to be my identity. I don't want me to be my identity, but I want Jesus to be my identity. 
I'm no longer going to be dependent on the crutch of this life. If you're here tonight, you don't have to identify or you don't have to, to rely on the crutches of this life, what this world has prepared for you. You come and you lay it down on an altar and you say, okay, I'm ready for rivers of living water that every day I can get up in the morning and I can repent, brother calls me. Every morning I can get up and I can live a new life. Every morning I don't have to go on the drudgery that I was, that same old rutted path that I walked in every day that I lived. I no longer have to walk that way why? Because I've set my water pot down. I've set my needs down, and I've picked up his needs, and I've picked up his desire. I've picked up his will, and it's a much better way. As I come to a close, and they come to the music, in Matthew chapter 19, And behold, one came unto him and said, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? He said unto him, Jesus speaking, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And the man said, Which? And Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go, sell that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt, thou shalt have treasured in heaven, and come and follow me. When the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. The certain ruler came to Jesus with what I believe is the attitude of, I, what can I do? What good can I do? I don't want this repentance thing for I've kept all the commandments from my youth what is it that I can do I don't really the attitude was that I, 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 don't, I don't really think that that this repentance this water baptism in the name of Jesus I, I don't really think that's all necessary what good can I do do you need your parking lot paved? Do you need a new Sunday school bus? Do you, is it, what, what is it that I can do, that I can do myself? What is it that, that I can do? Because I'm a good person. The Bible tells me that if you try to come in another way, you're a thief and a robber. For there is none good, 
You're not good enough to buy your way in. You're not good enough. Your deeds will never be good enough. For there was a price that was paid for salvation. There was blood that was spilt, precious blood. That's what purchased your salvation. The attitude of change is, what do I need to do to follow you? I'm unwilling to lay down everything, all my crutches, all, all, everything that, that I ever was, everything, that, the rut that I was stuck in, that, that, that I didn't even realize I was stuck in. I'm willing to lay that down because I want to follow you. The attitude of change is that thing that identifies me, my pride, my arrogance, whatever it is, I'm willing to lay that down. I'm willing to take that off so I can be identified by what you want me to be identified by, Lord, by what, how you want me to be identified. I don't want my identity, but I want them to see you through me. As we all stand in this house, Instead of humbling himself and submitting to follow, instead of acknowledging his true need of salvation and for change to take place, he went away sorrowful. Instead of becoming a disciple, there is the proper attitude of change. You see the woman at the well. You got to be careful that we don't take a defensive posture. Say, oh, they know my background. They know where I come from. They know what I've done. They know where I'm, that's why they're that's why they're reaching out for me. That's they 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 know the situation that I'm in. Don't become defensive. Because there is a hand that is reaching to help you. Don't become defensive where you turn away and you turn, you turn your back on the hand that is reaching out and saying, can I help you? Can I introduce you to the one that can take the crutch instead of you having to go to the doctors and go to the meds and go to the, to the dealers to get your fix? Can I introduce to you the one that has living waters that he wants to give to you that you'll never thirst for that thing again. You'll never hunger for that again for he can replace it with his love. He can replace it with his peace. He can replace it with that thing that is the Holy Ghost. I believe that she could have picked up her water pot and went home that day feeling different but not allowing her attitude to change and went back to the same coping mechanisms. We gotta be careful that we don't come in to this house and feel a move of God come over us. And instead of leaving our water pot, we pick it up 
after pouring our heart out before God, we pick it up and we walk right back out the doors and don't allow an attitude of change to come into our life where we're going to leave it and say, God, I want to be led of you. I no longer want to go back to my coping mechanisms, but I got to have you. Bar, blind Bartimaeus could have easily went back after receiving his healing put the beggar's cloak back on because that's all he knew that's what identified him that's all anybody knew him of or as was a beggar they only knew him as a beggar but Bartimaeus had an attitude that if I can receive this miracle I'm never going back. I'm not going to stay the same. I'm not going to put that cloak on anymore. I'm going to acknowledge that I need deliverance. As I open these altars and they begin to sing a song of invitation. There are people that have received deliverance. I've watched it as God's healed them. I've watched as God's delivered them from what they were involved in. But yet they picked up that coping mechanism and walked right back out. Never changed. This message tonight was to each and every one of us to realizing we don't need to get stuck back in the rut that we once was. That we need to change in our life and we need to accept what God's offering us. We need to accept what God's giving us. I invite you to this altar. Accept the change that God's given you. Accept what He's offering you. Saying, I'm not going to be identified with that of what I was in the past desire to change. I'm not doing this because I have to, because it's a mandate. But I'm doing this because I desire a change. I desire for God to change my life. I want to walk away in a newness of life. God, I want my attitude changing. 